Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be around the world. And welcome to a long delayed, but finally available episode of the Groovy Podcast. Uh, my name is Ken Cousin. I'm podcasting out of Marlboro, Connecticut, and I'm joined as always by our good friend, Baruch Sadogurski, broadcasting today live from Sunnyvale, California. So you're finally home. I mean, you've been like everywhere. Where have you been yeah. just in the past month? Just, just that. Yeah. So we did uh, we did KubeCon last week. That was very, very nice. It's a good conference this year. Uh, you won't believe it. The expo hall had actually a natural sunlight. Wow. Where was this? San Diego Convention Center has a huge hall with like huge. Sorry, windows. I got a little. Uh... San Diego, San Diego. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, good. There was a little bit of a glitch there in the uh, internet access. So, uh, where did you say it was? San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Oh, I love San Diego. Uh, so, that's the Kubernetes one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Kubernetes and, and everything cloud native. Um, very, very good conference, yeah. And, and before, yeah, before uh, we did a couple of conferences in St. Petersburg, it was uh, it was Joker and and the Foops, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been busy and keep getting busy. I only have five more until the end of the year. Five more what? Until the end of the year. I mean, they realize it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so I'm almost to... done. It's 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 uh, almost the end uh, Thanksgiving, and I'm almost done. That makes perfect sense. Wow, that sounds it sounds like a lot to me. I mean, I I've um, scaled back a lot of my traveling. I'm doing a lot more online these days. Uh, the no fluff, just stuff season is over for me. There's a a couple of conferences down in in uh, Florida in December. The uh, Progressive Web Summit and the Tech Leaders Summit and the Arc, Arc Conf, as they call it, the architecture one. Uh, I'm not. And there was that. that's that's the that's the series that used to have uh, Groovy in it. And yeah, the, we, the Progressive we, Web one, which they they used to call Rich Web Summit, right? That used to have Grails and things like that, but uh, they decided apparently not to. No, there there was like uh, what's it called? Three G G three, whatever it was. Uh, oh, uh, well, that was that was a little different. That was the the combination with. Uh, Spring one and also the, oh, I know what you mean, the G3 stuff, yeah. That, that's all evolved into other things now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, to Kotlin Conf in December, but that's unrelated. Uh, I don't know what the over-under was for our podcast today to mention in Kotlin, but there it is. You know, so whoever had, what, less than five minutes in, I guess, went yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, of course, obviously. as long as we're mentioning conferences, why don't we start right off with that? Uh, let's see, where's my web page for it? Yeah, let's so, talk about the important conferences, the Groovy conference, not your Kotlin stuff. Yes, of course, right. So we have Greech, of course. So yep. Greech, uh, G-R-E-A-C-H, just looking at the page here, um, is the conference in Madrid, right? Mm -hmm. And I have the dates here. I'm trying to see where I put it. Reach uh, 26th, 20th of March, 2020. And the call for papers is still open. So I put the link for the call for papers in the, the show notes. 
that's available until January 10th. So they're actually giving us a fair amount of time on that. Uh, so Sergio, what do you think? Do you think he owes us big time for bringing this up now? Or what do you think? Yep. You know, all this, he's been giving us a hard time for all this time about not having enough groovy podcasts. And yet, you know, there's supposed to be the groovy calamari podcast, right? Right. I don't know. What is it anymore? I, I, I think it does not exist. I mean, groovy calamari came out recently, so that was good. The biggest thing that the biggest problem I have with the groovy calamari, uh, the, the actual email is I, I still misspell calamari every time. I mean, I still have to fix that every time I put it in, in there as a link. But otherwise, that's useful. So, uh, calamari, C-A-L-A-M-A-R-I. I always have to remember that. Uh, I think the current issue is 166, I think. Oh, no, they're up to 169. I put in an old one in the, in the links oh, there. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, there was a couple of things inside it I liked. Uh, he did mention the Micronaut and AWS webinar, which mm -hmm. I really wanted to go to, and I had a conflict with that. So I wasn't able to go to that. But I know a lot of people are using AWS, and, of course, if you can do Micronaut on that, which you can, of course. That's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. That's good, yep. very useful. And it also mentioned that the <clears throat> as we're coming up on releases, you know, Gradle 6.0 is out. And in fact, Gradle has version since that to 6.0.1. Not that that's much of a difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I put the yeah, just bug fix re release, right? So mostly from what I understand with Gradle 6 is that they have done some work on the dependency management parts. and updated some documentation and they fixed the problem they were having with uh, JDK 13. I don't remember what the problem was. I just remember I tried to run it under JDK 13 and I ran into uh, all sorts of weird issues. And, but if you backed off to 11, the, the current, I mean, long-term support release of Java, but then it worked just fine. But at any rate, mm -hmm. Gradle 6.0.1 was fixed. Unfortunately, I, I didn't get to attend this either, but yesterday, I think it was yesterday. No, no, yesterday's Sunday. So it must've been, uh, late, late last week, they had a webinar on new features in Groovy in Gradle 6. That was by Jen Strader and somebody else from the Groovy team, or the Gradle team. I don't remember who exactly. So when the recording for that is available, then we'll, we'll bring that up in a, a Groovy podcast, assuming we have future Groovy podcasts. Right. Oh, of course you will. Look at all our undertakers. They they keep saying Groovy Podcast is going to die. They don't release and what's not. And ah. where are they? Where are they? Well, we I have we to are, give a shout out to. Uh, yeah, well, we have to give a shout out to, to. Okay, how do you pronounce his name? How do you suppose uh, Simon Stepniak? Uh, look like Simon Stepniak. Yes. Yeah, I would guess it's Simon, but it might have a Z. For, I don't know if the Z is silent. I suppose he would say Z. I well, right, but it's a it's a thing. Butchering names. It's one of a, of the of the things of this podcast. So we are not apologizing. No, no. Well, no. I look with my last name. I have no right to get anybody else's name wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you are talking about like, your last name. <laughs> that was funny. Exactly. That means I have to I have to spend special attention 
getting other people's name right. Because, I mean, what right do I have to, to mess them up? But, but Simon's been great. And, of course, he's been prodding us to get a podcast going. And when yep. I mentioned in my, in my newsletter that I promised there was going to be one this week, he went and highlighted that, put it on Twitter. <laughs> we, by the way, we have got to have him podcast. So as long as we brought him up, uh, did you notice he's been cranking out a few interesting uh, Yes, well? yes, a lot of blog posts, good stuff. Yeah, yes. I'm trying to find the actual link that I had open already. His, uh, uh, so the quick sort and groovy, right? Can can it right. be as fast as implemented in Java? That's yeah, one of them. Three. He did three that I added in there. Uh, it's, it's interesting. His web page, his homepage for the blog anyway, is a e dot print stack trace dot blog of all things. I mean, that's like yep. I didn't know you could have a dot blog extension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the new. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it worked. At uh, any rate, he's got, he puts these under a category called Groovy Cookbook. And the ones that I included, because I was just going back a little ways, one was on uh, Groovy Trampoline Closure. Uh, Talk mm -hmm. about recursive closures and, and everything, using the trampoline method on Groovy's closure. So that gets into functional programming and performance issues and things like that. He seems to be really into talking about performance issues and i really like yeah that was that was uh, that was june though that was yeah. before we had our previous episode so i'm just saying right yeah we, we get credit for having episodes since then yes he did one well he updated his one on grawl so back at the beginning of october he did uh he he did a talk as i recall at um the the conference in copenhagen um you know what I'm referring to? The uh, great conf. Yeah, great conf on uh, Grawl, running Groovy on Grawl VM, Grawl virtual, and it's always a challenge to run on Grawl VM if you do anything dynamic. And of course, Groovy has some dynamic capabilities. So I think he updated his blog post on Groovy and Grawl to the latest Grawl version, latest Groovy stuff. And then, of course, is the one you were about mentioning. Uh, what was that one again? The quick sort. Uh, yeah, the quick sort is the latest. It's like, uh, what, a couple of days ago. Uh, yesterday, actually. Right. And he, again, in that one, was talking about uh, trying to maximize performance out of it and, and using compile static. And it's got his little JMH benchmark. And uh, so I recall uh, the issue, kind of strange. I didn't expect the issue that he got. The issue had to do with the split method inside of the collection. So that if he was trying to do a recursive call and they were trying to do a split, if you, if you don't use split, split it turned out to be the, the, the source of uh, any delays, even though the delays were not big. They were, they were big. So, mm -hmm. For what it's worth. Yep, yep, yep. And, and, and talking about blogs which are seldomly, which, is, which are updated even more seldomly than this podcast, um, there is a blog that wasn't updated in 10 years and that's uh, um, oh, Scott wow. Hickley, yeah, Scott Hickley's blog, uh, Dev Groovy. Um, yeah. yeah, and, and he has a new, um, a new blog post, uh, since October, 2009. So it's right. actually more than 10 years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's that's a very very nice little blog post about Groovy and the enterprise and how it can uh, and how 
big enterprises can, which are usually, you know, very rigid in, in how they approach innovation and what's not, can um, can benefit from uh, from Groovy. So I don't, I don't think there are a lot of like new or, or mind-boggling things especially for people who uh, keep the tabs up with what's uh, what's new and groovy but it's still it's still very very nice summary and 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 the fact that it is updated once in in a decade actually is quite uh, quite impressive i think we should strive to this cadence next time oh once every 10 years i think we can that, beat that yeah all right we'll try we'll do our best yes but he does a I mean, he works at a large organization. I don't know if he wants us to mention it or not, but I mean, so they are conservative, as you say, and yet yeah. he still uses the Groovy DSL inside of Jenkins, and he uses uh, Spock and Jeb. Uh, actually, Jeb did, I, I think I forgot to add a release. Well, we might have added it last time. Jeb is up to 3.2 now, by the way. Don't know if you've used that much. Yeah, I think we have it in the, in the show notes, right? We have Jeb's here somewhere. Uh, I think we did last time. I don't. Oh, uh, okay, way, okay. I, I, um, I made a typical off by one error again on the episode numbers. We're definitely okay. episode season four, episode three. That part's right. Yeah. And we're episode seventy-seven this time. But if you notice, we have two episode seventy-fours and then a seventy-six. So the second uh, seventy-four is supposed to be a seventy-five. We we release we release so fast. It's just hard to keep tabs. I suggest we are doing a liquid podcast. We give up on the version numbers and just release a new groovy podcast every once in a while. And <laughs> it, it, you can assemble it to one endless episode of groovy podcast. That's my vision. Uh, well, we'll 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 think about it, but. <laughs> yeah, I used to think when I was doing a lot of coding in industry, it was always, I used to think off by one error was my middle name anyway. And uh, yeah, so sorry about that. And I don't think we go back and update it. I think we view it as. Um, yeah, it's an, a, it's an Easter egg. It's a, for sure. what did I used to, I, I tried to explain to my son that when my wife would do odd things, some. Sometimes that I tried to explain the concept of an endearing characteristic, you know, that something that you might otherwise consider a flaw is actually kind of appealing, you know, when you when you exactly. view it in that light. Uh, you know, he didn't quite get that. It took a while, you know, for him to figure that out. Uh, but that's an endearing characteristic, right? That we make those sorts of mistakes and and oh, I give up. At any rate, I mean, if we had actual production values, maybe we would fix these things and do stuff like that. Oh, no, speaking no. of which, by the it way... Will, as, as you said, it will lose a lot of the, uh, of, of the, of the personality of the Groovy podcast. Yes, it's part of right. his charm, right? Is that exactly. So that there, there are... Yeah, so that we have a we have couple of traits, right? Low-key production... And uh, but mess with the with the episode numbers yeah. and high high cadence of releases, very frequent podcasts. It's a part of our uh, of our DNA. You cannot just change it and start doing rare podcasts yeah, well, like now, now, Groovy Calamari or anything. We have to be what we are, releasing very very frequently. Okay, but now we're just rationalizing, so we need to move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, regarding. One other thing I want to say about Greech, I uh, forgot to mention, uh, they do have uh, diversity tickets available. 
So if somebody yeah, this needs important. some assistance, there is definitely a ticket available for anyone who is, well, however they define the diversity ticket requirements, I would say if you're not sure at all, go ahead and apply. I mean, what the heck, they'll, you know, they'll find out. That's uh, what we do for, for speaker slots. We are not sure and we just go ahead and apply. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true, actually. Right, you just throw in a, a request and hope that things work out. Okay, what else should we discuss here? Uh, versions, perhaps? Uh, Groovy is on RC300 release candidate one. From what I understand, I would bet that RC2 comes out. I mean, since we're doing the podcast today, then what, you think this afternoon, tomorrow? Yeah, 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 definitely before uh, before things even. Uh, you remember how they always told us that Groovy 3 is expected by the end of the year and never specifying the year? That's smart, yeah. That's very smart. Now looks like we know the year. Groovy 3.0 will be out by the end of 2019. Uh, 2020 maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's so close. I mean, the release candidates are coming in. They should be, they should be releasing, uh, I, I believe, in before, before Christmas. That's, I, I'm, I mean, looks, looks feasible this time. Well, we're looking forward to that. And, we're still, I mean, we do want to arrange to, to talk to Paul King again when that happens. Yep. We've been kind of waiting until Ruby 3.0 came out on that. I think yep. what's in interesting, by the way, what's highly amusing, did you notice the A-Press book? Did you see that? Uh, which one? The Learning Groovy 3? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Learning Groovy 3 book out already. Well, um, I mean... If you want to be, the, the thing is, if you want to, uh, the release will come any day now and people will start looking for, for books. And if you're yeah. booked out there already, this is how you get the competitive edge. I think that's a, a okay, it's an A-Press book. It's from, uh, I don't know, his, I don't know that person. Do you, do you know him? No, uh, I don't think I ever heard about, uh, Adam, about uh, Adam Davis. I don't right. know who he is, really. I actually do, I have to admit, I actually have a copy of this book that um, I got through other mechanisms. So I have, unfortunately, I haven't read through it yet. You know, I've got to go through it. But they do have, the, the table of contents basically makes it look like it's pretty much just, the straightforward stuff although they do get into traits and they have a section on jeepers you know and the parallel stuff and and uh spock and rat pack and all those different things um so i, I you know i'm glad to see that that there's still a market you know that that uh, a press still believes that there's uh worth putting groovy books and and we'll see i have to find out how that sells you know how they're doing on that one yeah yeah so uh we'll we'll see um adam he's doing a lot of stuff around groovy so uh if you if you look at his uh lean pub you can see there is a course in groovy 3 as well and uh right groovy 3 course and and obviously he has a blog post and uh, about it and i think the last blog was um june 28th and we definitely did a couple of episodes after that. And he did a summary of Great Con for You, actually. So, wow. yeah, I, I bet we run into this guy. For some reason, we didn't 
we didn't get to you know to know him and and to connect but we will definitely definitely going to fix that excellent yeah no that's good and and we'll take a look and uh we do need to i mean i, I i'm uh, i'm fully aware of how overwhelming it is to actually put out one of these books and everything. So if he hasn't been that active lately, well, I can hardly blame him. I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, how many books you write? Yeah, well, no. number number four is coming out now. So the... Uh, uh, and the and you still manage to do very, very frequent groovy podcasts. <laughs> Sergio is never going to let us get away with this, you know. I mean, and, uh, and he's right. You know, that's the that's the problem. It gives us a hard time, and it's justified. That's that's the difficulty. I mean, that doesn't mean we shouldn't. Who who is Sergio? Is the guy that used to do the Groovy Calamari podcast, but doesn't do it anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the guy running Greech. That's it. You know, that's what it is. So, oh, okay, yeah, Greech is out there yeah. again. Once a year, we do podcasts more frequently. Just saying. Okay. All right. Let's let's get back to something at least somewhat recognizable. Uh, okay, Micronaut is up to the latest version of Micronaut I had listed in SDK Man, as, among other things. Uh, let's do a quick check again. Micronaut is uh, one dot. Oh, wait a minute. I think there's a typo in the in the list here. One dot one dot four. No, no, no. Micronaut is up to one dot three milestone one. Yeah, that's wonder one to four is 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 June. Uh, sorry, July, and we did we did podcast since then. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Let's let me fix the. Well, be sure to we'll have to fix the link on that. So the current version is one dot two dot six, and the uh, I know they have a milestone version on their one dot three dot zero. On that. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Uh, um, we'll update the show notes to put that in there. Micronaut actually has been <clears throat> breaking. You know, there's always the question of, of whether something will break into the wider ecosystem. And the people at OCI, you know, Jeff Brown and Graham Roche and the others have been pushing Micronaut very hard lately. And one of the things that I'm always aware of, because Neil Ford's on the No Fluff Just Stuff, you know, conference tour, is the, the, the ThoughtWorks tech radar. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is huge. This is really, really big, and I'm, I'm, I'm really exciting to see Micronaut moving from, uh, from assess to trial. Those are great news, and I have to say that that was very, very fast. Usually, it takes uh, ThoughtWorks guys a much longer time to move anything from assess to trial, and seeing Micronaut just, you know, just rocketing through it. It's those are. Great news and great recognition. I'm very, very happy to see that. Yeah, so for those who are not aware, um, ThoughtWorks, ThoughtWorks is a consulting firm that has as its chief scientist the, the very famous uh, enterprise you know, architect developer, um, uh, oh, geez, I just, oh, Martin Fowler, of course. Ma yeah, uh, wrote of course. Patterns of, enterprise patterns of Enterprise Application Architecture, many, many other books. And they do consulting work all over the world. And they have this tech radar where they actually spend a lot of time. They get their consultants together over, over weeks, you know, and they, they evaluate a whole series of technologies. And they put it on, if I look at the picture, they put it on either the, the outermost ring is, is hold. And then something moves from hold to assess where they decide whether it's actually worth looking into. And then they move to trial. And finally, 
from trial, it moves into adopt. And as you mentioned, Micronaut has now moved from the assess ring into the trial ring. And a little blurb here, just for those who are curious, it says, uh, BM framework services using Java, Kotlin, or Groovy. Uh, missed the Oxford comma. Oh, oh well. It distinguishes, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I'm sensitive to that. It distinguishes it itself through a small memory footprint and short startup time, as we know. It achieves those improvements by avoiding runtime reflection for dependency injection and proxy generation, a common shortcoming of traditional frameworks, and instead uses a DI slash AOP container, which performs dependency injection to compile time. This makes it attractive, not just for standard service-sized microservices, but also in the context of, for example, the Internet of Things, Android applications, serverless functions, uh, et cetera. So they say we're seeing it more and in more and more projects in production. That's the that's a significant statement, prompting us to move it to trial. Now I wish, um, I guess we should ask Jeff or Graham for you know if they can give us some actual examples of that happening. But that's really good news. Yes. You say that's that's significant because they they're very reluctant to move things into the trial version unless they they see it in writing. Absolutely. So uh, I will give you an example, a great test for and 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 uh, no sarcasm. You're really one of the super useful things in 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 test in latest years. The test containers that uh, right. that you use uh, Docker for 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 testing. And it's a, it's an extraordinary piece of software. It's been in 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 trial for a very long time, and we don't see it moving to uh, to access. And this just for you to give you uh, to give you an example of how reluctant uh, how reluctant ThoughtWorks is uh, to moving something to to assess. And and the reason I, for that is I, I think you're saying it backwards. It, it's an assess. They haven't moved it to trial yet. Yeah, yeah, sorry, of yeah. course, yes, yes, the other way around. And the reason for it is because um, TechRadar is, is actually a snapshot of what ThoughtWork consultants do at their customers. It's ah. not like just an analytics um, thought experiment, what would I use? It actually reflects what they are suggesting to customers that pay them money. And this is why uh, they, they are so reluctant and they are so responsible in, in, in making those moves around because it actually reflects, at the end of the day, their revenue as consultants. And this is why it's such a big deal. It's also interesting that... Uh, one of the things I'd never heard of, but Graham mentioned when I talked to him on the, the last podcast at the, the conference formerly known as Java One, um, the, another microservice type framework is called Quarkus, that mm -hmm. Q-U-A-R-K-U-S. I had never heard of that, and that came out very recently from Red Hat as another uh, microservices framework, and it also uh, runs on Grawl and everything. And that one's in Assess. You know, that one's in their, their middle, middle of the road Assess part. It's... And it's nice to see that Micronaut has, you know, moved in a whole nother layer from that one. Absolutely. And I have to say that Quarkus got much more publicity, if you wish, I know. Uh, because, um, because of Red Hat. And right. also, for some reason, Oracle itself kind of embraced Quarkus as their uh, best usage of, of Graal VM. Again, that's kind of, I'm not sure why, but um, Oracle does a lot of promotion from Quarkus as being like Graal VM uh, uh, application. 
And mm. uh, so, so Red Hat and Oracle coming together to promote their agenda. And still we see that Micronaut is, is the one that comes on top, at least by the, the assessment of ThoughtWorks. And, and those are uh, great news. I'm personally very, very happy about it. Yeah, we already know Micronaut runs on, on Grawl whenever they want to. So that's... Yeah, yeah, of course. No. Yeah, so they, maybe that's... They as you used to say, you it's need all. To get to know somebody on the Grawl team. So they... Yeah, as as you used to say, it's all a perspective, uh, not perspective. How do you perception? Put it? Like a perception issue, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, yet another example of that. Okay, so that's good. Um, what else do we wanted to bring up there? Uh, oh, I do have the Micronaut one point three M one release in there. I've got the old one. Okay, so it's not as bad as I thought, but still update the release notes. Uh, okay, a couple other things that have been released. I know you don't care about Gmaven Plus or whatever, but uh, there's still a stubborn you know, group of users who are still on Maven, and to get them to use Groovy is, is a bit of a challenge, so it's good that that's there. You know what? Maybe, maybe I don't know what's going on, frankly, especially with, with Gradle Enterprise that supports and embraced Maven. I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, no, wait a minute. They haven't. That's a little bit off. It's not that they embrace Maven. It's that Gradle Enterprise, of course, has their nice distributed cache, and the ability to take tasks that have run by one person on the team and and take advantage of that for another person on the team when they're doing a build on the same project is very useful. And Gradle Enterprise has extended the distributed cache to Maven tasks as well. So that's it. They already had the distributed cache mechanism in there. It's nice that they can work with Maven also. It expands their market. I think the other thing they do is that um, I think they can apply build scans to yeah, Maven builds. Exactly. Just like they exactly. do with, exactly. with regular Gradle builds, too. Right, so the, right, right. But, you know, so in other words, that may be as much perception as reality, too, you know, that they're trying to make inroads. I mean, because if you look at the, the Stack Overflow developer survey or well, any of the other major developer surveys, there's a stubborn persistence of the market share of Maven versus Gradle. I mean, Maven still hangs out in the low 60s, and Maven and Gradle's in the low 30s, and then everybody else is small fry. You know, and it, it's very so, difficult. Uh, that's that's another question. The small fry is also an interesting question because we just saw both Lyft and Uber moved from from Gradle to Bazel. Yeah. So Basel, Basel, however you pronounce it. Uh, Basel, I don't that's know the one. Remember, yeah, Basel. Probably. Yeah, Basel's the one from, from Google. And then there's um, Blaze, I think, which is kind of a, if I understand correctly, it's a fork of Basel that's being used at Facebook of all places. Yes, yes. So if you yes, say Uber and know. Lyft or whatever are moving to Basel, uh, still, if you're looking at the, I think the, the reason, if I understand correctly, the reason that they created Basel was because I know Google is famous for having this enormous mono repo, you know, exactly. where yeah. everything is in one massive repository. I mean, it's got to be simply terabytes of size, right? Yes, for sure. And, and yep. It looks like uh, whoever uses Monorepo can get better results in terms of, of the build, um, in terms of the build speed on, uh, uh, on Bazel. Yeah, so I mean, if you're not a company that has like multi-terabyte size Monorepos, then, I mean, Gradle, of course, wasn't designed for that sort of thing. Although, 
I have no idea how well they handle it. I've never had to deal with that sort of thing. I mean, you have to ask some of the Gradle people. I imagine it'd be yep. fine, but you know, and Google's, you know, Google's such an academic organization. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, not invented here type stuff going on. And if, you know, if we didn't invent it, how good could it be? And you know, yeah, so the Facebook, yeah, Facebook's uh, thing called Buck actually. Oh, and, oh, and right. right, right. And I think I'm not sure if it is a fork of of Basil. I'm trying to recall where the well, Blaze might have been, or maybe I got that one wrong too. I think uh, Blaze. I think Blaze is is a fork of Buck or something. I mean, that's like it's a lot of going on. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure. Not, but uh, yeah, again, me too. if you just look at the at the developer surveys, yes, some of these large companies are using these tools, but in reality, in terms of mind share, in terms of market share, they're very small numbers. I mean, all of them well less than ten percent. But again, it's the perception, right? When you have those big news that here Uber leaves Gradle for Basil because yeah. Gradle sucks, and then Lyft, as they usually do, does the same. Uh, or yeah, maybe this this time it was the other way around. I'm not sure who followed whom, uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of a, it makes you wonder. Yeah. So well, what I what, I guess what I wanted to say that um, as long as uh, everybody else is fine with uh, with Gmail Plus, I guess I'm fine with Gmail Plus. Let it be. Okay. Um, speaking of things. Digits, you know, the Ruby's been getting a little publicity off of the Tiobe index. I how you pronounce that T I O B E. Uh, yeah. the latest index, you know, for November. Uh, so this is as current as they get. Of course, the, the headline's always about Java being up at the top and Java, and but I mean, you know, how seriously can you take this if C is number two, you know, and sometimes flip flops into number one? You know, I saw a nice little animation of the Tiobe index over time, and those two flip-flop back and forth. Uh, nonetheless, surprise, Python's up there at three, and then you drop way down. And Groovy has been hovering right around the top 10 for the past few months. I think this month they're at 14. I think a couple months ago they were at 11. But if you look at the percentages, we're talking about oh, a little over one. You know, uh, Ruby's well, at 1.2. That's, that's that's a lot considering the number of yeah. developers in the world that's a lot but uh, obviously yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a highly controversial topic of how do you measure that and all and, and what's not right yeah but it's good to see it's still on the list there and and I'm, i don't see in the top 20 any other alternative jvm languages on that list you know i don't see kotlin i don't see scala i don't see closure i mean so for yeah, what it's worth yeah, and obviously I spoke I spoke uh, with uh, with the JetBrains guys about it, and they claim that the Tayobi index is is obviously not relevant and bringing the oh, yeah. C example and and all that. And they have that there are a bunch of others. There is this people programming language popularity, and there is a Redmond. They do their own popularity, and and um, there are different results. I mean, each and every one of them. Uh, the the people one the PYPL uh, uses a very interesting scale. Uh, they uh, 
use Google Trends for a search for the name of the language plus tutorial. And, and what the claim wow. is that this is actually, this gives you a sense of popularity of the language, how many people are, you know, it's kind of a looking forward. It's how many people are, look, are, are searching for the, for the language tutorial now to start using it in the future. And, and Kotlin was um, very proud of how well they are doing there because they are actually what they are, let me see, Kotlin, they're number 12 and rising, they added like half percent of popularity in the trend. And they're like, oh, where is Groovy? Well, the thing is Groovy, they didn't, they didn't measure Groovy. So it's, it's hard to say. And uh, just uh, to understand where it could be uh, in, in, this, uh, um, in this rating. So if I will add here, let's say the last place there is Delphi. You won't believe it. A Delphi tutorial, uh, you can see that actually Groovy is much higher. So definitely should be on the list. It's just they didn't, they didn't manage Groovy. They didn't yeah. measure Groovy. So it's like Groovy is like five times more popular Groovy tutorial than Delphi tutorial. So, I mean, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all ridiculous. Well, and it's also the fact that they're all arguing over scraps. I mean, we're talking about percentages that are around one and a half or smaller. And that means that a few dozen adoptions suddenly changes the whole listing and everything. By the way, Absolutely. just for the record, on the on Tyobi, Kotlin is at 35. Uh, but of course, Fortran's at 29. So, you know, uh, Scala's at 30, you know, whatever. Just there's a bunch of them in there. And then they even have languages under the next 50. It goes on and on and on. So, any rate, uh, good enough on that. Now, uh, what else did we want to bring up? That do you know that Okta site OKTA? Yes, of course. And and the Okta surprisingly gives tons of groovy content lately. That's interesting. Sorry, say that again, please. I'm getting. I some said I said there is a lot of groovy content in there. Suddenly, yeah, we got um, yeah. Brian Demers Demers wrote a, a a blog post on making Java test groovy with Hamcrest. He, just basically use the Hamcrest matchers, which is good. Hey, by the way, there's some tech trivia for you. Do you know why Hamcrest is called Hamcrest? No, I don't. Police enlighten me. Okay, you know that it's really short for Hamcrest matchers, right? Right, of course. Okay, so it's syntactic sugar on JUnit. Hamcrest yes. is an anagram of the word matchers. It is. Take the letters and matchers and rearrange them, and you get Hamcrest, believe it or not, or the other way around. I know. Nice. I used it for years and had no idea about that. See? Nice. So for our listeners, you know, for both of them, more value added for listening to the podcast. There you go. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. This is great. So at okay. any rate, Okta had a, a, a blog post. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. What was that? No, no, I said um, interesting. And uh, while, while you were enlightening us with Hemcrust, I actually uh, did uh, what this uh, popularity of programming language, the people index do, and try to find where Groovy would have been if they actually bothered to match it. And it looks like that it should oh. be about, uh, about 20 in the list. Uh, below Kotlin, but uh, and this is the Google Trends for Groovy tutorial, but way above um, 
uh, Haskell and 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 Lua and Dart, and mm-hmm. somewhere where the per- pearl is now. So I guess uh, it's it's doing fine in this uh, in this rating as well. It's just they didn't bother to mention, and that's obviously uh, to measure, and that's on them, obviously. Okay, I mean you know again it's all uh, and stuff. Uh, just to, to finish that Okta one, you know, there was one on using Hamcrest with with Gradle with uh, Groovy, which of course is really no different than using it in Java. They also have a tutorial on on Gradle as well, which is nice. I find it interesting, by the way, that you know Gradle, to great fanfare on Gradle 5.0 about a year ago, announced the Kotlin DSL, and now it's been a year, and I. I haven't gotten that many requests for Kotlin-based Gradle training. Everything I'm seeing is still groovy on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yep. it's out there, and I imagine people are using it. I certainly used it on the 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 uh, GitHub repository for my Kotlin cookbook because it just felt wrong not to, you know. Uh, but it seems that the adoption rate of that has not been what I think we were anticipating. Now, of course, Android is where the Kotlin people live. You know, Android is kind of the killer app for Kotlin. And Android Studio still doesn't support um, the Kotlin DSL yet. But Android Studio 4 will, and that's in a beta version or whatever. So maybe that'll change next year. But it, at any rate, the point is, is that the vast majority of Gradle uses are still based on Groovy, on the Groovy Yes, DSL. yes, yeah. yes. So that's and really uh, it's interesting and, 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 and interesting to see with Micronaut because I would say Gradle is kind of they have this groovy legacy in in a good way I mean used groovy for for many years and and many people just want want migrate without a good reason but Micronaut was Micronaut was created when when Kotlin was already on the peak of, of its hype so I wonder how many users actually pick Kotlin for Micronaut comparing to picking Groovy. That's that would be an interesting comparison. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody from uh, OCI probably know that. Um, you know, to give us some better insight on that. Maybe we'll have to, I'll have to ask them when we run into them next. You know, try to. I guess. Up. I guess you can uh, do. Okay, couple I, other. I guess we can put. I guess we can put uh, uh, Guillaume on the, on that with his. Uh, uh, BigQuery uh, exercises to analyze GitHub and uh, and figure it out because there are probably that there are, there is the project structure when you can uh, easily uh, determine that it's Micronaut and then check what language is inside. So Guillaume, if you are listening, here is a new idea for your exercises with big data with BigQuery. Boy, you you got a lot of faith. You think Guillaume actually is listening to the Groovy podcast anymore? I. I don't know. I mean, I'll tell nice. you what is happening. We have like what five listeners. They will all tag Guillaume on Twitter, and then Guillaume will know. Okay. Well, we'll see. You know, it could happen. Um, but yeah, good idea. Okay. A couple of miscellaneous things. Another one of your favorite things ever, uh, from what I understand, is Eclipse. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. It's right after Maven for sure, or even before maybe. Yeah. Exactly. So Groovy Eclipse came out with version 3.5. So that's a uh, progress as well. I mean, I'm glad that they're that's still working on that. Although uh, most people I know who are doing Groovy related things are using um, IntelliJ. Uh, I wonder, you know, I have to check the, the next 
uh, Stack Overflow survey or whatever to find out, you know, I'm really using VS Code more and more. You're, you're one of the people who was hot on that, right? Yes, I, uh, am, I love VS Code as, uh, as an advanced tech editor, if you like, um, mm, yeah. a text editor. And that's not to be confused with IDE, which is obviously IntelliJ. Um, that, that for me, they have different purpose. I use them in different scenarios. Um, writing code is definitely something to be left to IDE. But, uh, you know, just doing like some scripting or maybe uh, looking at the code or maybe this kind of more of a lightweight work with, with code, VS Code is just amazing for that. Does it make sense? Yeah, and I use it for ASCII doc and Markdown and anything that, as you say, it's a quick and dirty thing rather than a full IDE, whatever. Um, I know their Groovy support is very good. They have been a couple of Groovy plugins. They have some Gradle plugins. I saw a tutorial recently that showed how they do Spring Boot, for example, inside of there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure I'd want to do Spring Boot apps inside of VS Code. I mean, when I have IntelliJ Ultimate available, but it's nice that the support is there and, and it works well with the dev tools too. Um, so I would think the Groovy support would be probably, I mean, again, another nice IDE or editor for uh, Groovy or Gradle. Actually, I've used it um, when I teach the, the, the intro Gradle classes for Gradleware. I can still call them Gradleware. I got to stop that. Gradle <laughs> Inc., you know. Uh, then I generally do that in VS Code just so that we're not locking anybody into a particular IDE, and, although we do a demo in IntelliJ. And it's uh, Spring Tool Suite, by the way, is getting nicer again, too. You know, so that's good. Uh, but at any rate, the only reason I brought all this up is because uh, it's got the Groovy mode in it, and Groovy Eclipse just came out with a new version, too, and it's just good to see activity. Uh, on that yeah, side. that it's that it's alive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, of course, an amusing one, one that I kind of find fun is uh, Vladimir uh, Oranyi. I how do you pronounce it when they have the little accent on the Y? I just uh, pronounce it as as the same. I think I'm it's maybe E or, or or something Rainy, but I don't know. I'm assuming that's Hungarian or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Oh my God, we sh we we are so bad with names. Well, at any rate, he's got a DSL, which he calls Spreadsheet Builder. And yes. the Spreadsheet Builder went to 2.0, actually. He called it 2.x, but it's 2.0 when he tweeted it. And the fun part there is, of course, that's on another one of your favorite things. That operates on top of uh, MS Excel, you know, to work with the Excel yes. spreadsheets. Uh, did I ever tell you my... my Apache point. It, it actually, it, it, it actually is just just to make justice for uh, Vladimir. It also supports yeah. uh, Google Spreadsheet, so yeah, doesn't have to be. Oh, Excel. really? Because Spreadsheet Builder just says how to read and create MS Excel. Oh, Open Office XML documents. That's XXLX. Really, it also yeah, and and also Google Spreadsheet. So if you look at the. Oh. Uh, at the definition of the dependencies, you can you can see that uh, he has artifact for Excel and artifact for for a Google spreadsheet as well. Oh, I'm just looking at the documentation on the Excel one. Interesting. Hey, did you ever use Apache POI? POI? Yes, that was such a pain. I remember many years ago, I had to do something and it was like such a traumatic experience. And looking at the beautiful DSL here, yeah. it makes me want to um, omit Excel spreadsheets. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, because I had, again, one of those silly projects where the client had tons of data in Excel. And I'm like, you've got to move that into a real database. And they said, okay. And suddenly I'm trying to write Apache POI code. Uh, now I did it in Groovy using the POI library, POI. Do you remember what POI stands for? Oh, I, I, I read about it, but I don't forget now. Yeah, I'm remember. sure Microsoft got to them because you can't see it on the website anymore because it used to stand for poor obfuscation infrastructure. Oh, my God. But, but that wasn't the funny one. The funny one was Excel. They had a framework they called, or, uh, they called HSSF was the, um, not the framework, the, uh, not the API, but the, the, the specification that they were using. For Excel spreadsheets, they called HSSF. You know uh -huh. what that stood for? What well, that stood for? H horrible spreadsheet format. I <laughs> expected the H. H starting with horrible. Yes. Yeah, and I love that. I thought that was a riot. And now, if you go go to the Apache Poi project, you can't find that anywhere because you just gotta know somebody from Microsoft said don't do that or what I don't know but it's an Apache project and uh, the spreadsheet builder is built on top of that yeah, I see what you mean about the, the Google spreadsheet as well um, they've got the builder POI and the builder Google etc so that looks really and, cool yeah and yes I look at it it's just it's just beautiful it's 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 like I can I can live with that it's it's nice okay. I like it uh, and obviously you can do it in YAML I mean it feels like Kubernetes suddenly. Yeah, well, I, I got to admit, I, I've been stalling on that. I don't have any experience with Kubernetes at all. I've got a friend who's huge on that stuff, and it's funding his company for a while. Uh, I've been stalling getting involved sooner or later, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess, to, I like I guess not. Locally. Hmm? I, I hear you, and you might want it to stay away because it wasn't clear if it's a hype or not. It looks like it's here to stay for, for a little while at least, so give it a look. But that was just a YAML joke. YAML, YAML is, is, for me, is a horrible uh, markup language. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and, but, but again, for people who love it, the, um, the DSL supports supports yaml it also supports so it supports groovy obviously that's what we care about uh, you can write it in java and suddenly it's like your eyes are bleeding of all the parentheses and and the semicolons uh, you can build it in json which looks nice but it's like huge because again of all the parentheses and you can do it in yaml which looks nice in the nice in the example but good luck with fixing all those indentations when you copy paste it from here to your code so yeah all, out of those four options groovy for sure <laughs> okay um just to finish a couple of other little things. I, I just want to mention that uh, Grails seems to be pretty stable these days. Grails 4 is uh, pretty solid, and it looks like the people at OCI are embarking on a relatively large project to update all of their getting started guides, all of their tutorials to Grails 4. I don't expect that's a huge job. Grails 4 is not really that different from Grails 3, you know, and it, I mean, it is in some of the details, but in general, it's not that hard. But they, whenever they post a tutorial on Twitter saying, oh, now the, the couple that I added in the show notes, like the, uh, what was the one? Uh, building a REST application with Gorm and Hibernate 5. And uh, there were, 
there were a couple others. At any rate, they they have a little number on the tweet that says uh, forty to go or forty one to go or, or something. <laughs> so actually see progress over time as they upgrade all of their little tutorials, all the getting started guides to Grails four. So I'm I'm glad that going on it's it's another excuse to point out how useful grails can be under so many circumstances um so i just want to make sure we mention that on the podcast as well yep yep good stuff i think that's pretty much everything was there anything else that you wanted to bring up no i think we did uh, we, we covered a lot of ground today and and obviously this is always when we do because we do our podcast so uh, you know, so thoroughly the and 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 the the, the show notes are are great comparing to other podcasts that just don't exist anymore. Uh, you you got to, dude. You got to let it go. You got to let it. Go. <laughs> uh, I yeah, did yeah. find my. I got to. I got to do the little advertising. I did find my my grails. You know, um, over the search is t shirt. You know. Found that one. Um, nothing about Baby Yoda or whatever. That's yeah. No, that's uh, it. Will there. be it. Will be so, the next one. Anyway, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so that's good. Um, again, I do have to mention my Kotlin cookbook is formally available in December, but it's a, available as an ebook now. You know, my blog is. I, I talk about that on my blog now. For what it's worth. Uh, okay, that's all my self-promotion. I do want to say thank you to the No Fluff Just Stuff for giving us a homepage for the Groovy Podcast. If you go to nofluffjuststuff.com slash groovypodcast, there's a list of all the available podcasts, and you can even play it right on the webpage if you want. And there's subscription links, and, and even there's even a picture of you and me, if you don't believe it or not. Amazing, amazing. That's because... Yeah. So many podcasts, we definitely deserve a, a picture. Uh, so yeah, back to back to the kind of the the biggest uh, action item for you, dear listeners, on this uh, on this podcast is uh -huh. go and submit to Bridge. Sorry, I lost you a little bit there. Yeah, I said I said the the biggest action item for the listeners is go ahead and submit to Bridge. Yes, right. Absolutely. So I, you know, we hopefully will be talking to Sergio in the near future. He's kind of ducking us, you know how he is, you know, but we'll, we'll get him on the podcast at some point. Uh, we need to see if we can get Simon on the, on the podcast. I mean, if no other reason, but to make sure we're pronouncing his name, at least within one station <laughs> correctly, you know, uh, and yeah, there, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, I say Baruch correctly. Right. I mean, so. That's oh yeah. Oh yeah. Be worth oh, yeah. Something, right. Uh, but I think otherwise, I think that's pretty much everything. I'm looking forward to Greach. Hope it's doing well. And anything, uh, I guess we'll do another podcast relatively soon, hopefully before the end of the year, right? Where that are you very well next? might happen. So I have uh, DevFest in uh, Novosibirsk, and then I go to DevOpsCon in Min Munich, and then I have a QA conference case in bag in Moscow, and then a mobile uh, development um, mobiles conference in Moscow as well. And then DevRelCon in London, which I'm per personally super excited. That's one conference a year that I'm kind of not in the working mode, but in a learning wow. mode. And that's, that's amazing. So that, by the way, highly recommended to anyone who cares about developer relations. I, I think so. 
the next time we're likely to be in the same place at the same time. You're going to go to DevNexus next year in February? Absolutely, of yeah. course. Oh. Yes. So we've met there the last few times. So hopefully we'll be able to do something from DevNexus as well. Uh, and I, um, I imagine there'll be some others. Venkat, you know, Venkat Subramaniam, my friend there, uh, setting up his own conference in March, which uh, yes. keep, most of us keep referring to as VenCon. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a very hard time to actually remember the name because it's VenkatConf, but dev, it actually dev. has dev.next. I think exactly. it's what he's calling it, exactly. actually. Right. Yeah. And from what I understand, OCI is going to have a track there. So there's going to be Groovy Grails, Gradle-related content involved. Uh, of course, yes. No, that, it's all very excited. I'm personally submitted. I don't know if I will get accepted or, or what's not, but... Chances are I will be there regardless. Uh, yeah, that's in yes, the, in the Denver area in March sometime. Oh, I hope it doesn't conflict with Breach, right? Oh, wouldn't uh, be, that wouldn't be surprising at all, would it? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm just checking. It's March 24 to 27th. Well, and Greech is 26 to 28, so there's an overlap, but not bad. There is an overlap, but yeah, but uh, I guess, oh, and the problem is that Greech is Europe, so you need to allow another day to get there. So it is quite quite an overlap, unfortunately. Well, we'll yeah. see how, how that goes. I, I, you know, I mean, Greech, of course, is well established and... and yeah, that it's definitely a good one to go to. So there, there, we've done we've done right by Sergio, don't you think? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. We so would we definitely recommend everybody to go to Greece, and uh, for sure, if that's impossible, come to them next. How about that? Okay, and I think that's um, there were just a couple other items in there, but they could find it. And and the show notes, of course, we'll put the show notes in the uh, a link to those in the in the YouTube video and on the Podbean audio uh, link as well. Uh, but you can always yes. find them just, but just to tell people, cause we never say it out loud. The, the show notes are, are hosted on GitHub. The domain under GitHub, it's github.com slash groovy dash podcast. And then underneath that is the projects called groovy podcast. The repo itself is groovy podcast. So it's under github.com slash groovy dash podcast slash groovy podcast. And, I wonder, I wonder what happens if you go to github.com and then search for Groovy Podcast. I think that might be Well, easier. the search on, on GitHub has always been way inferior to, to Google search, so I don't know. Let me, let me check. Let Larry, me that's check. Everything I, I, just typed, I just typed Groovy Podcast. And, uh, yeah, so basically you get Peter Ledbrook. Uh-huh. Uh, po Groovy podcast updated uh, June seventh, two thousand eighteen. Um, Alexa Groovy podcast, which is an Alexa skill for playing Groovy podcast from our uh, uh, our friend um, uh, Ralph um, and Sergio okay. Delami. Uh, oh, okay. Of course, Groovy Calamari website is there, and and then there is Maker Radio, which is I don't know what it is even. <laughs> so basically, the Groovy Podcast recent show notes is not there. That's why. That's why I figured I'd say it out loud at least once, and then. Yeah, no, that's outrageous, especially considering that the late Groovy Calamari podcast, which actually does not exist, is still there. Well, 
okay, good. I, I, I'm going to let it go. Okay. Uh, I'll set on, are we, are we all set? We are. Okay. Well, good to see you again. Um, Great have to fun see you. on all your yeah. wild worldwide travels and I will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you all. It's great to see you, Ken, and good luck as well. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Oh, yes, definitely. Take care.